0: Welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? Hello and welcome to episode 14 in the Plant Witch Podcast series. This week I'm recording this episode outside in the sanctuary of the trees in what we call the Sacred Grove here at our home. So you will likely hear birdsong, passing cars, our rooster, Babaroo, wind chimes, and other sounds that are part of the ecosphere of our home. I wanted to record this episode in my most natural state. Um, as this episode, I'll be talking about the liminal. To me, the word liminal is um, the word for in-between in between worlds, in between states of being. So the mist, like the foggy mist is liminal. It's not quite water, it's not quite air. It's this in between state. That feeling of right when you wake up before you remember what day it is or what you have to do Dream fragments are still casting their feeling tone on the body. Maybe there's a song playing over and over in your head. That is the liminal. So the liminal is a door, a portal, a threshold. It's where worlds can bleed together. Samhain is a liminal time. It's the time between the light and the dark. Beltane is the balancing force, the other side of that liminal time. At least in the Northern hemisphere, that's how it is for us. We have these times between times. Most of infancy and childhood is liminal. My son is five and he's still very much in the liminal. He's between the watery, cosmic, collective consciousness that he came from in birth, and he hasn't quite developed his personal will and identity, but he's working hard at it. So for now, he's still in the liminal. Learning how to be with and walk in the liminal is In my experience, the skill required to be able to bring back wisdom, insight, lessons, memories from the other realms that we travel to. Uh, Last year, I had a shamanic uh, soul retrieval by a local practitioner. When she was recounting the journey to me after she had returned. She told me that there were pieces of the journey that she couldn't remember. She had gone to another realm in search of soul fragments that I had, um, dissociated from myself or that had dissociated from my consciousness. And in her journeys to encounter and collect and and heal, reintegrate these soul fragments, she, um had lapses in memory. They were just pieces of the journey she couldn't bring back. In the way she described this to me, she said that her guides withheld the memories from her because they were difficult. The places where my soul fragments had gone were places where um, there was darkness and difficulty and energies that she prefers not to bring back into her conscious mind. So the guides who traveled with her on that journey kept those images from resurfacing in her consciousness. And that um, has stuck with me and I've really worked with and, and looked at and sort of explored my own feelings about that, about the many, many weeks in a row where I won't have any dreams that I remember about the meditations, uh, where I seem to sleep through them instead of having conscious interactions with other realms. And I wonder how much of it is this psychological protection of not bringing experiences back through the gate of the liminal into consciousness, but leaving those experiences in a place where the conscious mind doesn't have to see and remember and explore Those images and feelings again. This is very much like what happens when we are traumatized, when an experience overwhelms the brain's ability to cope, and we experience an alternate version of that memory or that reality, or we don't have contact with that memory at all as a way to protect our psyche if the the mind or the psyche is not able to integrate that experience. Sometimes it compartmentalizes it somewhere else and we just don't have access to it. So sometimes I wonder if when I wake up from a night where there's no dreaming, if it's just processing going on that the conscious mind decides is not worthy of the the space and the time to remember and integrate, or if it is not necessary, or if it could actually be harmful to the conscious mind. Very often we talk about ways to enhance our dreaming and to um, help us recall dreams, how to bring more of that dream material Back through the gate of the liminal and into the conscious mind and I will talk about that in a minute but I I don't think we talk enough about guardians of that gate of consciousness and guardians that prevent um, images and nightmares and things like that coming into consciousness if that's a problem that we're experiencing for some of us we may have recurrent nightmares or processing of traumatic events in sleep and we can't seem to to get to to the other side of the liminal into the dreaming or when we do we come back with trauma or negative experience and one plant ally that is fairly consistently a guardian of the liminal is cannabis um, most folks who use cannabis in its thc form um and also in its CBD form, we um, will find sleep to be deeper, and less of the dreaming comes back through into conscious awareness. So for those of us who are n- in need of deep and restorative sleep and wanting to experience less of the dreaming, cannabis is a, an ally for that. For those of us who are looking to make that gate more permeable, and to have more of our dream images and experiences come through into waking. Mugwort is typically the plant ally that we we gravitate toward. Mugwort is an invasive species here where I live in Pennsylvania. It spreads easily and readily um, throughout the landscape and it is a prolific roadside weed here. which is so interesting to me because it's such a potent and powerful medicine. Mugwort is a fairly classic choice for vivid dreaming. Drinking mugwort tea before bed, bathing in mugwort tea infused water, using a mugwort dream sachet or dream pillow, burning mugwort incense, these are all ways to open the mind to lucid dreaming, prophetic dreaming, and vivid dreaming before sleep. Another plant that is touted for its ability to bring prophetic dreaming is the blue lotus, which is a plant that I have never worked with so I can't speak to its medicine or its energy or its use. I've just heard the tales of Blue Lotus being a very mystical plant that enhances spiritual connection and depth of dreaming. Another is Rosemary. Rosemary is a plant whose powers with the mind are incredible, and um, I'm constantly amazed and and humbled by the power of Rosemary to open the mind, um, to increase and enhance perception and memory and clarity of thinking. Rosemary literally um, opens blood vessels to the brain and helps to enhance perfusion of blood to the cerebrum, which is our higher thinking mind. So uh, Rosemary can actually help with dream recall. Um, and the ability of the mind to have the energy and the blood flow to cleanse itself and process information and, and uh, enhance those capacities in the dreaming. So just like mugwort, rosemary can be used as a tea, as an incense, as a bath um, before bed to help enhance the dreaming. Rosemary can be slightly stimulating, at least in my body, Um, so I would be careful about how close to bedtime I'm using rosemary because of the stimulating qualities. Another plant that may help with the dreaming, um, especially if nightmares are a concern or night visitors are a concern, um, is yarrow. Like rosemary, yarrow is a a diffusive herb it helps blood to reach many parts of the body it helps to enhance circulation and yarrow is also deeply protective it helps to um, shore up our boundaries it brings in that uh, sort of warrior energy and warrior spirit in the most positive sense of that term And so using yarrow as an ally or approaching yarrow in relationship as an ally for the dreaming, not only protects our dreaming space and our nighttime space, but it uh, brings more blood and more clarity to the mind helping us to remember our dreams um, when we come back through the, the threshold of liminal space and liminal time. And again, yarrow can be used in the same ways as rosemary or magort. In fact, these can be used together. Um, you could make a dream pillow with these herbs. Um, you can make a tea, you could make a bath with these herbs that um, would all work together synergistically to enhance the dreaming. Another plant that I've only worked with a few times, and I, so I don't know well, is passionflower. I've seen passionflower growing um, in Central America when we were on vacation there and at a friend's house, and this plant is just so otherworldly. Um, for any of you who've seen passionflower, the, the morphology and the botanical features of this plant are just striking. And it really does remind me of the other worlds, the dream worlds, the fantastic worlds. So I'm not surprised that passion flower would be a guide and an ally to the dream time. Um, It's also a nervine, so it's relaxing and sedative. So it helps to usher us across the threshold into dreaming. So if that's something that you struggle with moving into sleep, um, passion flower could be an ally for you in making that transition into the dream time. When we move across that liminal threshold into the dream time, this space of of dreaming is so sacred, it is such a sacred space. There are cultures in the world who believe that the dreaming is the real life. And what we do in the daytime when we are awake is to feed the dreaming. And so there are varying degrees of importance that we as modern humans put on the dreaming. But for me, over my many, many years of keeping dream journals, I am astonished by the level of prophecy in my dreams. I will start to dream about scenarios that invoke a certain feeling state, and it is telling me that that is coming, that feeling state is coming. I haven't decided yet if I man- I'm manifesting it and my my dream time consciousness is warning me <laughs> that this is the energy I'm manifesting, or if it's sort of like I'm just swimming in that energy and the wisdom of the dreamer is showing me the energy that I'm swimming in. Um, I haven't totally constellated for myself How this works. I don't know if I ever will, you know, there's so much mystery involved in being a human. But there's certainly a correlation between the experiences I'm having in my dreams and the experiences that are coming in my waking life. And so paying attention in that liminal time in the morning when I first am awake to the feeling states. Even if I can't remember actual dream images or dream fragments, there's usually a feeling tone that is coming out of the dreaming with me. I will at least write that down if I can't remember symbols or I can't remember the actual sequence of events in the dream, I will write down the feeling states. Um, So that can be helpful as we work with dream imagery. Clarissa Pincola Estes talks about the Riddle Mother, this being personified in the dreams of humans that gives us riddles to tell us about what our psyche is working on integrating, to tell us about our fears, to tell us about our healing, to give us prophecy. There's this, this protective guardian being that generates riddles to invite us deeper into the mystery, deeper into healing, deeper into ourselves, deeper into the other worlds, and then giving us the tools and the skills and the treasures to carry back into the awake time, the daytime. Dreaming is such a magical and mysterious phenomenon. Um, It's clear that other animals dream, that our dogs dream, our cats dream. So dreaming is a universal quality of mammals, at least. Um, But it, it seems to be a quality of consciousness. To be conscious on this planet is to dream. There's some evidence that trees may dream. We know that they sleep or they shift their consciousness, but they may also dream. There's a sense in many Aboriginal and Indigenous cultures that all we see is a dream coming out of a godlike or creator being who's dreaming it all into being. Science is showing us now that the reality we see may be a vast neural network of a being that we are an intrinsic part of, that we can't quite understand but is we are parts of the larger body of this being and all the matter and all the energy that makes up our world is is this giant neural network just like the neural network that makes up the forest that we talked about the past few weeks the, the neuronal connections between tree roots and fungus and bacteria that the forest is a neural network, and perhaps the galaxy is a neural network, and perhaps the universe is a neural network, and it's all the dreaming of some being that we are a part of. And we contribute to and participate in that dreaming with our own dreams. The work of the Pachamama Alliance and their symposium, Awakening the Dreamer, comes out of the dream culture of South America, of the Achuar people, who believe that the people of North America and the developed world are dreaming a dream of catastrophe and destruction. And they ask us to wake up to the dream that we are dreaming upon the earth and to choose a new dream, to choose a dream of harmony and connectedness and healing. So if we pay attention to our dreams with the help of passionflower and rosemary and yarrow and mugworts, and we see what are we dreaming? Are we having dreams of struggle or conflict or shame? Or are we having dreams of adventure and travel? Are we having dreams of ecstasy and and bliss? And what might that be telling us about the dream we are creating on the earth? What we are dreaming into reality. What if we let ourselves believe that the aboriginal people of this planet are holding a treasure of sacred wisdom in their belief that we dream reality into being? And we examine our dreams to see what reality are we birthing? and then adjust our waking time accordingly so that we are stewards of our dreaming. What a different world might this be if we took responsibility for the energy that we carry. If we paid attention to and cultivated and stewarded our consciousness so that we were only creating beautiful dreams, knowing that those beautiful dreams are creating the reality we see all around us. That feels a lot like magic to me. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook at The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me, and it's time to come back to life.